Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is November the 19th, and our chapter for today is the second chapter of the book of 2 Timothy. Again, the Apostle Paul is in the closing weeks and months of his life. He is in a sense of urgency, and as the chapters go along, we will see that more and more. And so he says, after encouraging Timothy to be faithful, to remember where he came from, the faith of his mother and grandmother, and all that they had been through together, how to watch those that were veering from the faith and were apostatizing, and to especially be good to those who had been good to them. And that's just the way that God meant for it to be. That is, those who care for us, who are there for us when we are in times of need and of refreshment. That is when we need to remember those that have been there for us. And so he says that of the house of Onesiphorus. And so he comes to chapter 2, and he says, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace the grace that is in Messiah Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men, reliable men, who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must be willing to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, remember, no one who is engaged in a warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. And the reason that you do not do that as a soldier is so that you may please the one who called you, who enlisted you as a soldier. In other words, your loyalty is to your king. And he said, if anyone competes in an athletic competition, now he's not going to get a Stephanos, a crown, a victor's crown, unless he competes according to the rules. So Timothy, stay focused on the guidelines. Don't preach one thing and do another. Don't say one thing with your mouth and live differently, because if you do, you will be disqualified when you stand before the Lord. Not that you'll lose your salvation, but there will be no Stephanos no crown for you. And then he says, remember the law of the harvest, the one who clears the ground, the one who plows the field, who sows the seed, who waters it, is the one who's going to reap the harvest. And if indeed that is so, then you need to be a partaker of that harvest as well. And so Paul is helping Timothy to understand that what he puts into life is what he's going to get out of life. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And so if we sow unto the Spirit, we're going to reap unto the Spirit. If we sow unto the flesh, we're going to reap unto the flesh. And so he reminds Timothy not to get caught up in the affairs of this world world, but to stay focused, to keep perspective, to stay disciplined, and to put in the hours that are needed, the time that is needed. And he said, consider what I say. I pray that God will give you understanding in all of this. But all of this goes back to Timothy pouring his life into other faithful men. Why? Because we are only one generation, one generation from extinction. 
Our children watch us. They listen to us. Our people watch us. They listen to us. And what we marginalize, they will not prioritize. And many times, even what we prioritize, they will marginalize. And so what we've got to do is understand that we are not just called to pass down knowledge. We are called to discipline the next generation, to teach them, to help them, to spend time with them so that we can help them to walk in obedience. Because it's not a matter of just getting a lot more knowledge so we can say, oh, look what I know. But so that we can gain knowledge, so that we can obey him, walk with him, know him, and love him more. And then he says, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David, yes, he is Jewish. According to Revelation chapter 22, this is what Jesus says of himself. And Jesus, this son of David, was raised from the dead according to the good news that I preach. And he says, I suffer as an evildoer, even to the point of being put in prison. I'm in chains. But let me tell you something, Timothy. God's word is not bound. God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure for the sake of all the elect that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Messiah Jesus, in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And this is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we also live with him. Remember, he talked about that in Romans chapter 6. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. In other words, the promises that God made to us, God is going to keep. Now, he said, remind them who? Those that he is committing these teachings to, those faithful people. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to be arguing and fussing and struggling about words that have no profit whatsoever, and they ruin people's lives and relationships. He said, be diligent. Be diligent, Timothy. To present yourself approved to God, Timothy, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the word there, rightly divide, it means in the Greek text, it's made up of two words, the word ortho, which means straight, and then the word to cut. So he says, cut it straight. Don't be shaving off the ends. Don't be compromising. Now, he's going to talk more about this in the coming verses. But he said, you need to cut it straight. So the Word of God needs to be sectioned correctly. You need to interpret it correctly. You need to make sure that you're following the context. You're following the narrative. Don't make it up as you go. And so he says, you need to be careful what you're doing. But he said, whatever you do, don't get caught up in all of this ungodly speech and all of the things that are just like a cancer in a person or in the body of Christ. Just don't do it. But understand this, that even though some are being overthrown and going astray, the foundation of God stands sure forever. And anyone who names the name of Jesus, they need to quit sinning. They need to quit sinning as a way of life. That doesn't mean that you're not going to fall short, but it means that as a way of life, as a practice of your life, as a habit of your life, anyone who lives godly in Christ Jesus, we need to depart from iniquity. 
And then he talks about how that in a vessel, there are vessels that are used for the highest purposes. And then there's other vessels that are used for more mundane purposes. And in every house, there are dishes, there are places, there are types of implements that are used. Some, when you have someone important in, you bring out the very best you have. God said, Timothy... You need to be set apart for the very best work. Why? Because this is God's best. He says, whatever you do, understand this, that God can use you in spite of yourself, despite yourself. God can use you. He can use me. He can use anybody. But God specifically wants to use those vessels for his greatest glory and works to those who have understood that the life of Jesus is a life of sanctification, of being set apart, of being used for God's glory. And this is what he talks about to Timothy in this entire second chapter. When we come to chapters three and four, we're going to pick up speed. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.